the big Scottish football podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Welcome along to episode 31 of the big Scottish football cup. Can you hear anything? Can you hear? <laughs> Good start. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't hear through these cans. Are they plugged in? I'm not plugged in, mate. <laughs> oh, stop. Oh, we're back. I can hear. Keep this bit in. <laughs> this is the best footage you'll get. Right, are you ready? Oh, what a start. Can right. you hear Go me? Go for it. I'm still celebrating yesterday. The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Welcome along to episode 31 of the Big Scottish Football Podcast with me, Ewan Cameron. Stephen Mill is off on his honeymoon with his lovely wife. They are in the United States of America, so I've drafted in a very special guest who's still a wee bit hungover from yesterday. He's a legend of Celtic. He's never a legend of Celtic. <laughs> I'll tell you who's a legend of Celtic, right? Somebody like a, a Neil Lennon would be a legend of Celtic. <laughs> Billy McNeil would be a legend of Celtic. Willie Johnston would be a legend of Celtic. Mark Wilson. Even Andy Walker would be a legend of Celtic. <laughs> oh, before, on a before, anyway, nobody knows it's you yet, so shut your face. Even Frank McAvenny would be classed more of a legend than our guest today. Even Fraser Forster, who's only here for like... I am standing here. I've, I've, I've got feelings. <laughs> <laughs> what a build up Mike Galloway <laughs> Oh come on Is more of a legend Than the man Who's co-hosting The show with me today He's also a former Dundee United player And he was also at Dumbarton And he was barely Capped for Scotland I think he got one Was it just a one cap? Why did I agree to this? Just this a one is... cap He I... won 15 games In four years At the helm of Airdrie and Brecon <laughs> He only won 15 games as a manager in four years at Airdrie and Brecon. That's a shocking record. Neither wonder he works on Clyde Super Scoreboard because nobody else is going to have him. <laughs> it's the only gig he's ever going to get. Talking nonsense. So I can defend myself. Hold on a second. Anyway, so four years at the helm of Airdrie and Brecon, he won 15 games, but some of that he can blame on Gordon DL. I'm not quite sure why he can blame that on Gordon DL. Mm. Va Va Voom, our very special guest today and co hosting the show with me, is uh, Celtic's Mark Wilson. Hello there, Mark. Thank you, Ewan, for that terrific build up. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling so confident about myself after that. By the way, just in that Airdrie start, who's dug that up? It was Albie Producer Chris. Intern now, Chris. Intern Chris. Good start, Chris. Those 15 games at Airdrie were crucial. That includes Breakin as well. Uh, let's scrub it, the Breakin bit. <laughs> but you were there. I was. Uh, I was there. Right, it's a okay. nice part of the world. Before we get to the Viaplay Cup final. Okay. Right? 15 games in four years That's how many you won Yeah But I wasn't a manager for four years was I? Yeah No I took over Airdrie And September Uh huh Resigned <laughs> Resigned Or were you asked to in leave? In the summer No 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 See all that mutual We put it out as mutual But I did You I decided, decided. I, I was on my terms On your terms Dale, Dale begged me to stay He was director of football at the time mm -hmm. And then at breaking Ah, I was asked to leave. <laughs> I was asked to leave. And I've seen the club through the old COVID period. So uh -huh. a, a bad defence, Ewan. So that was brutal. After your four years in the dugout at Airdrie and Breakin, you knew it wasn't for you? No, well, no, no, I wouldn't say that. 
When I say that, you not giving, I was, I was not... the youngest manager in Scottish football right. at the time. So you're saying you're not giving up the dream of being a manager? No, but I would like to be. I would like to have the chance, Ewan, to be a first team coach. To now that's different. Mm-hmm. You know that you're learning from an experienced man. I was, I was thrust into the front seat. Why has nobody knocked on your door to be that first team coach? Because I'm always in here. What? They're not knocking on your door because you work on Clyde Super Scoreboard. Aye. They enjoy me too much and I started is, is, is it the case that they're not knocking on your door because of that horrendous record of four years at Airdrie and Brecon? I don't even think many people would have <laughs> taken any notice of that. I think loads of people would have wouldn't even know I was manager at Airdrie or Brecon. This could be an advertisement, actually, for me. It's not a good one. Can though? I say, well, <laughs> Shall we look back at the weekend's football? Ah, please, because we've decimated my hopes of getting back into football. Nah, you'll you'll maybe get that chance again at one stage. In your life Who knows Right let's get right into it And let's uh, talk about The Viaplay Cup final Yesterday at Hamden Park Uh, Rangers versus Celtic First bit of silverware To be won And Celtic won it By two goals to one I thoroughly Enjoyed the final I know there was a few people Out there who were saying "Ah, It wasn't the best of games I thought it was Really really good I didn't think there was much In it until Kigo scores a goal at the end of the first half. Uh, your thoughts on the game, Mark Wilson? Well, I agree with you. I thought it was a good game. Look, the opening 20 minutes were always going to be cagey. On that surface, it, on the face, it looked good, but I don't think it was as good as everybody thought it would be. Well, you were there. Did it look bad there? Because it looked bad on the telly. It looked brilliant to start me. It was very we, bumpy and looking. We, we spoke about how good it looked, and then soon as the, the game started, you seen players. You know, struggling with the surface and in terms of passing and look very bobbly. So the opening 20 minutes was always going to be like that. But I thought after that, it did liven up. I think the Rangers fans would be rightly disappointed in the first half. But I think the Celtic fans were pleased with how things were going. A wee bit wasteful, I think, Celtic in the final third in the first half until the goal came. But the second half, I thought, was excellent. I mean, we were all on the edge of our seats. In the final... 10 minutes of that first half Celtic piled on the pressure and a goal was coming he scored it just at the right time just before the half time whistle but before we get into the details of the actual game itself and the goals let's look at the two starting 11s there was no surprise for me from Celtic Yep, that was their best start in 11 I thought Matt O'Reilly was a wee bit unlucky because he's been really good for Celtic this season it was a straight up choice between him and Moy yep. was it right to go with Moy? I thought it was oh without doubt yeah. I think the evidence shows now you know I know we'll get into the goals but Moy since the World Cup has come back a different player you know it looks like the responsibility he has with his national team is just led into him being this leader for Celtic in the middle of the park now yes. I know he's a quiet lad have you seen him being interviewed Ewan before yeah. <laughs> Very very quiet And our esteemed colleague Gordon Duncan's Had that pleasure Of interviewing him And said It is very very Difficult he, to he's, get he's, in He's a man um, of few words Man of few words mm-hmm. But he can play By he the way play. And he's been terrific In the lead up So that was the only real Talking point you would say For Celtic And Ange Postecoglou Got it right I also thought Another talking point for me was leaving out Abada because every time he's played against Rangers he's been a thorn in their side and has actually scored goals against Rangers as well and I thought that they might have possibly gone with Abada on the right mm. and Jota on the left but he stuck with Maeda and I suppose you have to the boy's been brilliant since he's come back from the World Cup but like Aaron Moy That's a good shout because Abada and against Barisic he always seems to give Barisic a headache That's and why I thought he might get the nod Barisic always looks petrified yeah. in his position when he comes up against Abada but with Maeda on 
the other side You nullify the threat of James Tavenier The work rate that Maeda gives you going back That for me pace. was the battle of the day That yeah. was brilliant to but watch But you know what See after about 15-20 minutes I'm thinking this is the wrong decision Maeda ran the ball at the pitch Twice He then crossed it at the pitch yeah. He looked like he didn't have the confidence to even take Tavernier on Even yeah. though he had the pace on him And I was thinking that's the wrong decision But goes to show what I know <laughs> Maybe that's that That shows why That's why you only won 15 games in 4 years uh, So that was a Celtic lineup. So there was only a couple of wee decisions there to be made When it comes to Moy and O'Reilly and Abada and Maida Let's get to Michael Beale He had a big call to make yesterday does he go with Lundstrom and Tillman who'd been struggling because they'd been carrying an injury? I was of the opinion before we got the team news, there's no way he can go with Lundstrom and Tillman. Maybe one or the other, but not both. And he went with both. And I think that gamble has backfired on them because when you brought Raskin in, you bring Cantwell in, you bring a bit more energy into that midfield, they looked a different team. I thought Tillman from the first 10 minutes of the game looked off it. He looked like he was unfit. Looked injured. He ah, looked injured to he me. Did. He couldn't track back. He looked like he was blown at his backside within ten minutes. Yeah. And I thought Callum McGregor and Hatati and Moy had Lundstrom tied up in knots. He, the, couldn't agree more. He was running through treacle. He couldn't get anywhere near them. See Callum McGregor. There isn't a better midfielder in Scottish football right now. That boy is running the game. Yeah. And he was allowed to yesterday. I think Michael Beale. Got it spectacularly wrong I'd have to agree There's one midfielder I'll disagree on that Better than McGregor In Scotland? Yep Hitati Hitati At the minute Is unplayable Yesterday for me He was head and shoulders Above the rest Now I'm not taking away from McGregor McGregor was outstanding How he controlled See the consistency of McGregor For the season though I think Hitati's oh, come on course. To a game in recent weeks And he's been outstanding He's been here there And everyone I think he played at fullback In he a did. couple of games as well And he scored game. as well yeah. But I thought Michael Beale, I mean, every manager lives and dies by their decision. I thought his decision yesterday was a poor one. I said it before the ball was even kicked, so it wasn't looking back yeah. and going, or hindsight's a wonderful thing. I thought, oh, you're making a wee mistake there because you needed to get energy in there to stop McGregor dictating the play. And yeah. Lundstrom wasn't getting anywhere near him. And neither was Kamara. I thought Kamara was poor as well. Well, even in possession of the ball. You know, Lundstrom and Kamara Every time I saw Lundstrom get the ball He went sideways or, or, or back Aye. Then you look, you flip that And you look at Hitati and Moy and McGregor And every time they got the ball It was through the lines It was forward It was direct It, it was punchy quick. Yeah. quick And that's where the goals come from But you're right with Bill. We highlighted it yesterday at the ground You make new signings Manager's always going to be judged on his new signings Postacoglu got judged from the off on his signings yeah. And he's got the majority of them right now Beal comes in He says he wants to sign players That can make a direct impact on the 11 Not just be squad players you got to remember that Raskin and Cantwell Didn't just sign a couple of days ago They've been at the club Since January Since January They've trained They know the squad They've played in games And they've looked well in games Cantwell started a couple of games And right. I thought he was very good In the game At St Johnston He this threw ball to Morelos Who flipped around to Kamara I know the one you mean And Kamara then scored a great goal That's right But what he does Is what McGregor does And what Hatati does He keeps it moving And he yeah. looks forward And he's looking to play quick football You don't but get that from to, Lundstrom or Kamara No, of course not So to go back to the same players who Failed's a strong word But What other way can you put it? You know they've been there before 
And they've been involved in finals before And they've been involved in big games against Celtic before And come up short to go for them while carrying injuries Lundstrom and Tillman for a cup final against Celtic that was a weird call for me so Aye. we were all surprised that Raskin wasn't at the base of the midfield and that Cantwell wasn't in do the senior players have too much power I mean a there's Beale, a Beale lot suggests... of senior experienced players in that squad and have been there for a, a wee while and then Beale comes back in seem undroppable some of them no matter what they do so across the board, I think Bill's got a good relationship with senior players. He's already mentioned that mm-hmm. before he brings in a player, he would consult them. So he doesn't want to upset them? I found that strange. I get managers afterwards, after signing a player, sitting down with senior players and saying, oh, how's he fitting in? And is he getting on great with the squad? Before bringing in a player, I've never came across that in my career. It's the same players that seem undroppable. Tavernier's obviously the captain, but again, I look at Tavernier at the goals yesterday. So the first goal... He's, he's obviously kind of dragged out of position Along with the rest of the back three I yep. might add And Barisic yep. Repeat offender At that back post Just mm-hmm. looking at whoever's Standing in the middle of the six yard box To tap it in I mean criminal Positionally wise For, for both for goals Barisic. For both goals You look among the team Lundstrom's one who In the big games Is always selected I think the Rangers fans thought When Beal came in It's going to be a bit of Fresh air Just fresh eyes yeah. Even though he'd been at the club that that wasn't going to continuously happen And when they signed the two midfielders One creative One in Raskin I really like the look of so I, do I. I think Raskin looks a player To have them in and then they'll play them But when he changes it in 60 minutes They were stripped and ready to go Just at the Rangers free kick When Rangers scored And you thought right 60 minutes And then you wondered Is he going to change it But he makes a change And Rangers were the more energised team It's too late at that time When the start of the came out I thought if you're going to go with Kamara and Lundstrom you play one and you put Raskin in alongside them because you needed energy in there Aye. and they just didn't have it in there with both those players and both those players are not forward thinking players yeah, right. so you're not going to get the ball to Kent quick enough or to Sakala quick enough because Celtic are squeezing you Yeah. because you're too slow in the ball in the midfield areas but when Raskin comes on in the second half and Cantwell comes on in the second half and Cantwell's got a great touch, he's a good footballer, he's a forward-thinking player, you're thinking, why did you not start with that and go for it from the get-go? And for me, Rangers were the better team in the latter stages of the game and see if Sakala squares it to Morelos instead of shooting oh. and it goes 2-2. I think Rangers win the cup final because the momentum was with them at that time. Well, that's that's difficult. The shift in the game, you you, you could, could feel it, feel it, it yeah. and you could sense it in the crowd. Now, for the majority of the game, the Celtic fans, to our right, were the loudest by far. Do Rangers win the game if Sakala squares it to Morelos and doesn't hit the side net? By the way, I think they've got a good shout. I think anybody could have seen that. The way goals change games, it's that old cliche. Momentum. I hate using that momentum, but Rangers at that time had the bit between their teeth. They made the substitutions, and the substitutions had made an impact in the game. But then the flip side, you've got to give Celtic defence a bit of credit because when they were called on, when they were under pressure and things were coming towards a goal, they, they stood firm. So big calls in the big games. Sakala, you're right. By the way, never mind even squaring it, right? He, he probably should have squared it. He should have scored. Aye, I mean, that as well. That's the difference between, for example, Sakala and Hatati. Hatati oh. was in a slimmer position. What does he do? He doesn't go for glory. He cuts it back. And who's there? Of course, Kyogo. Yeah. Kyogo's in the middle of the goal. The goal. Because he's a predator, so, he's a striker. But so is Morelos in the middle of the goal, and Sakala decides to go for goal. Now, he should still score. Yeah. But that, that shows you your quality. Yes, and that's the, team. the difference. So, for the Rangers fans, you know, the gap 
isn't big and we're back and we're we're chal- See in terms of individual quality, I think there's still a marked difference from the Celtic squad to the Rangers squad in terms I'm of quality. I'm going to disagree with you. You think so? I'm going to disagree with you because I don't think there was much in the game yesterday. And I think that if Rangers had started the second half in the first half and they went with Lundstrom and Kamara and they put Raskin in there, they put Cantwell in there, I think it's a different game. I don't think there's much in it, Mark. I think Rangers have closed the gap when you look back at the first Old Firm game of the season when Celtic absolutely smashed them to bits. Rangers didn't get them back at Ibrox. It's 2-2. Rangers should have won the game. You look at the cup final yesterday, it's only 2-1. You're a side netting away from it being 2-2 and Rangers possibly with the momentum going on to win it. So yeah, I think in regards to individual players... Celtic still have the better quality but I just think in regards to looking at the two teams yesterday there wasn't much in it but Celtic just had the right quality at the right time that's probably a better way of putting my point that the gap is changed from Van Bronckhorst's time because look the Rangers players had to look at themselves under Van Bronckhorst's time a lot of them tools in I hate saying it but that that seemed that way well you only have to look at the game at St Mirren and Morelos' performance he's walking about and the rest every bit is culpable and then you look at Bill. Bill seemed to have installed something different in them. But he's got a plan, Bill. You've seen the way, by the way, the way that Rangers try to approach the game in terms of slowing everything down the first half. It was poor. It was so apparent to us. The time McGregor was taking to take a goal kick, yeah. when they won a few corners, Barisic and Tavernier walking over to the ball. Look, the manager's obviously got a game plan. But as soon as Celtic score... Everything got lifted because they knew they had to get back in. I think I think what happened, he took the gamble yesterday with his team selection. Let's hold out for 60 minutes. Let's get to 60 minutes, nil-nil, and then I'm going to unleash Cholak, I'm going to unleash Cantwell, and I'm going to unleash Raskin, and we're going to go for the win. Yeah. I think that was the plan. But as you say, as soon as Celtic take the lead, your backs are against the wall, and then you need to change it instantly. Is he copying Ange Postacoglu? Is that Postacoglu style? He's he's usually a 60 minute Three sub man isn't he? Yeah Football's changed Since I stopped playing Five subs now That can change a game Like that Celtic I, I, have I, used I, it I actually thought Ryan Jack was good When he came By on By the way I said to Gordon Duncan Sitting next to me I said Ryan Jack Has touched the ball More times In a couple of minutes Than Lundstrom Kamara Put together For yeah. the, the previous hour And I, he was also making things happen And causing problems For Celtic at the back as well But um I really enjoyed the game, but ultimately Celtic deserved to win over the 90 minutes. For that, there is no doubt. Oh, yes. And what you'd think is that Michael Beale will learn from that. Well, of course, he looks a very uh, studious manager that would... A, a studious manager. Who who taught you that word? What do you mean by that? <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you, you've, you in your life have never used that word. And t- oh, but you, I use no, it no, often, quite no, often I, when I'm you've, flicking but, through. Right, you've, you've heard it from somebody else. Right? And... You've heard that from somebody else. Like who? That's not a normal everyday word for you. It very much is. No, it's not. Because when I'm speaking to my children when mate, they're I listen to studying Clive, mate I, I listen to Clive's, Clive's <laughs> over a scoreboard you've been on this podcast before and I'm, I'm frankly offended I, I won't be in this podcast again after the intro I got and being pulled up and studious Chris I'm not coming back go and spell it studious S-T-U-D-I-O-U-S is it not a studious a studious you put an A in front of it a what in front of I've been busted <laughs> been rumbled google that for me in turn Chris Studious. 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 S-T-U-D-I-O-U-S. Yes! Spending a lot of time studying or reading. <laughs> Get around you! <laughs> yes! 
I knew I was right, and you made me doubt myself. Right, go put that word in another sentence <sighs> for me. What was I saying? Doesn't studious. matter. I don't want the same sentence. I want a different sentence. I was very sentence. studious before coming in here. <laughs> Reading up in numerous facts about, about the game yesterday. About the game yesterday. Uh, I forget what I was even saying. I will really learn from it. Well, he better actually learn from it. Okay. The Rangers fans will be quick to let him know. So between now and the end of the podcast, I'd like you to use that word again at some point. Okay. Just throw it in there without making any kind of like not highlighting it or saying, "Oh, I'm about to say that word again." Just throw it in there. Okay. All right. So what's no the word again? Studious. Right. So listen out for the word studious. Studious. So listen out for the word studious it'll be coming up again at some point in the podcast so we're talking about the cup final yesterday Celtic winning by two goals to one will they win the treble? Ooh I'm going to say yes well they need to dispatch you the other mob your mob (laughs) (laughs) at Tynecastle Tynecastle that could be the pivotal one but that's the one ah that's the one for me that is the game where Celtic could come unstuck because what I would hope from a Hearts fan point of view is that Hearts will have learnt their lessons of how we set up against Rangers when they pumped us oh. at Tynecastle. That was embarrassing. Ooh, yeah. I thought we were pretty poor against Celtic at Parkhead. I don't, don't think we were that great. But we did lose narrowly by four goals to three when we took the game to them. Do you remember that oh, game earlier was in a, the season? That was a belter. First VAR. That's right. Or, or the that's second, right. should I say, because Easter Road the night before, but it was jam-packed. A couple of penalties in there. VAR was all over the place, etc., etc. If that Hearts team turns up on that day... Mm-hmm. When it was 4-3 Celtic What a chance we've got At Tynecastle oh, In Edinburgh I doubt If Celtic get over That really difficult hurdle Is the treble theirs? Oh Without a doubt Because If they get over that hurdle Got to remember They'll be playing at Hamden Semi-finals at Hamden right. Obviously and say, and say you avoid Rangers In the semi Would you be confident Going to the final Against Rangers And would you not be worried That Rangers Will have learnt something From the previous final That they might be able To turn it around? No, no, no Listen I'd always be worried coming up against Rangers. That's what I don't get. A lot of Celtic fans coming on and saying, oh, we've nothing to worry about at all. That'll be easy against Rangers. Yesterday proved it's not. You're coming up against... Ibrox, the New Year proved exactly. it's not going to be easy. So yeah. you're coming up against the best of the rest. So obviously it's going to be tougher. So you never know in these games, but Hearts at Tynecastle, it's an environment that's out with your control. Mm-hmm. It proves a major hurdle for Celtic. When you get to Hamden... Celtic have been there that often They must feel pretty comfortable In their surroundings Would you put your mortgage on it? What mortgage? Oh <laughs> I'm only jo- <laughs> I'm only joking I'm only joking As if anybody in these times Has not got a mortgage <laughs> I'd be surprised if you didn't have a mortgage Looking back at your managerial career <laughs> Trust me they pay off through breaking an airdrie They're not paying my house off Probably wouldn't even pay you for a holiday up north Um if you if you were to beat Hearts at Tynecastle, there'd be a lot more confident. Would you put money in Celtic right in this minute when the treble? No, because I think the Tynecastle hurdle's a big one. Mm, I think it's okay. huge because I think Hearts will feel like they need to make amends from recent performances against the old firm. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's got extra time written all over it. It's yeah, it must be soon March sometime. It's March, when I'm in it? Vegas. It's the game. Going to Vegas? I'm going to Are Vegas. You? I'm watching the game in Vegas. Oh. I'm some going support you. I'm, I'm going for oh, you. Some support. What? I, 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 big game. Yeah, I, I know, but it was, it was booked before the draw was made. Nah. It was booked like last year. Okay, you gonna? They can't be a heart supporters club in Vegas. <laughs> no, that isn't. No, <laughs> no, no that isn't. I actually fly on the morning 
of the game. So I'm flying down to London, and when I get to London, I've got a four-hour wait in London, and while I'm in London for four hours, I'll be able to watch the game. Nowhere will have it on in London. They don't care about no, the I'll Scottish watch on my iPad or something. I'll watch ah, on my right, iPad okay. or something. Yeah. I'll watch it, because it's a lunchtime kickoff I'll on, let you off on, that on the Saturday. Yeah, that's true fun. I actually think we might edge it. You I, think so? I, I really do think we I could edge that. it. Blind optimism. Two one hearts. Two one hearts. Two one hearts, and we're going to kill Celtic's treble hopes. Right. And then Rangers will beat Celtic at Parkhead, claw it back to six points. <laughs> Celtic will <laughs> themselves, <laughs> and then they'll lose Tom, it. No. And, and then they'll and then they'll lose it in the split. But like what happened on Helicopter Sunday a few years ago, and then Ange Postecoglou will leave, and he'll sign up with possibly Leeds. So you, you win the I league cup. a fair turn, isn't it? A fair turn from do you think the treble's on to nothing's on. <laughs> Jesus. All right. See, see, before we move on from yesterday, can we talk about Hamden? I hate Hamden with a passion, right? I think for me, it's one of the worst national stadiums on the planet. And any opportunity I get, I have a pop at Hamden. If Scotland are playing there, if there's a semi-final being played there, if there's a final, it doesn't matter what goes on at Hamden, any opportunity I get, I will highlight the fact that it's one of the worst national stadiums on the planet. I hate it with an absolute passion. And there were a few football fans who were at the game yesterday behind the goals that have sent me pictures of their fan experience. You cannot see a thing. That is, for me, an absolute disgrace and an embarrassment to Scottish football that football fans are being sold seats where you literally can't see the other end of the pitch. And there's a lot of fans who have to experience that whenever they turn up at Hamden. That needs to change. That's shocking. The pictures that you've shown me. Yeah. You know, there's no way that they're doctored or anything no, no, because no, no, you no. can quite clearly yeah. see those people when we had lovely seats. I might, <laughs> I might say lovely viewpoint. Um, but those those on the ground level, you're right. And behind the goal is so the far goal away. In particular. It's became about a redundant track round right about it. Now, why do we need that big a track round our national stadium? What's our national sport? Football. Right. Yeah. That's a football stadium today, Rugby fans This podcast right, no, this, 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 The <laughs> national sport is case. football That is the national stadium For football Yeah It's about the fan And without the fan You yep. don't have a game The fan experience Not just For those behind the goals At either end of the stadium But getting to and from Hamden I was just about to say that The infrastructure Last night it, Getting home Was incredible And then You're sitting there For an hour in the car Just thinking the traffic, you know, the transport links, the yeah. the traffic system round about Tory Glen. I mean, it's all bottleneck. And what do you think? What are they thinking about here? But you're right inside the ground, you the behind the goals issue. I think it takes away from the atmosphere as well. I think the fans behind the goals and both were in great colour and there was fireworks see, and flares. See the start sort of the game. Away. See the start of the game. We've got the displays on either end of the pitch, right? The camera took ages to pan round because yeah. it's such a wide <laughs> gap between the pitch and where the fans I are. Know, I know. And then after the game, when the Celtic team are celebrating, they all have to vault the advertising boards and walk across that big, empty, redundant space Aye. to celebrate in front of their fans. <laughs> and you think, it's madness. You look at West Ham. West Ham, when they took over the Olympic Stadium in do? London, first thing they did... Put seated areas behind the goals, Boom. build it up, bring it in. Atmosphere's great. Looks visually, looks brilliant, and we are what, left with what I would, what I would love us to do. And I don't know how we do it or where the funding would come from. But what you need to do is you've got the main stand and you've got the stand across from the main stand. Anyway, you knock down the sides, 
and you bring it right in and you build up like the Spurs Stadium. And I'm going to have a couple of tears and have it right on top of that on the goals. A bit like Tyne Castle. You sound like you're a, a fan of Lego. You sound like an experienced Lego builder. All you do is you knock down the ends and then you just build it up brick by brick and then that's brilliant. I make it, I make it sound so easy. <laughs> the guys at Hamden right now are taking notes. Sounds, that sounds all right. I never, never thought of that. So I would say that Scottish football... Can do better, should do better, and without the football fan, we do not have a national game. We deserve better, the fans deserve better, and I think they need to make changes at that stadium. They really do have to have a look at it. I don't know where they get the money from, but they need to find it from somewhere, that's for sure. The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Uh, later on in the show, we'll be looking back on if Scottish football were a crisp. Remember, you can find us on all your podcast providers and on Twitter via the uh, at Big Football Scott Twitter page. We're on Instagram and Facebook too. Just search for the Big Scottish Football Podcast. Right, uh, let's get stuck into all the other games in Scottish football over the weekend. Let's start with Aberdeen beating Livingston by a goal to nil. Wasn't much in the game, quite a poor game, but Aberdeen deserved it, Mark Wilson. Certainly did on, on the look here. It's an interesting one up at Pataudry at the minute with Barry Robson and how long... He's going to get at the helm And if he has a realistic nah. Chance of getting a job nah, nah I probably agree with you He's probably there until the end of the season It gives him time nah. to try and source somebody That's going to come in And then be at the club for two, three years Yeah, yeah I would agree with that But on the day They definitely should do that See when you've got someone like Miofsky And someone like Duke I looked at the, the goal scoring charts at the weekend Kyogo by far out ahead But Aberdeen got I don't got, know if he's out that Shankler's got 20s you know uh, I think what was it Kyogo, Kyogo got, got 23 Something like that That's far my opinion Depends what your standards are But anyway my point Mioski We're playing St Johnson The weekend at Tynecastle If Shankland gets the hat trick I think he's level with Kyogo and goals Well well done to him <laughs> <laughs> That'll be good I, I, I will be happy to come on And congratulate okay. Shankland If that happens But anyway my point Those two are in the top 10 in the scoring charts Miofsky and Duke yeah. so quite easy to see where Aberdeen's problems have lay and, and that's at the back. Yeah. but they keep a clean sheet and they've actually leapfrogged Livingston and it's now Aberdeen who are in the top 6 and Livingston have dropped to 7th and Livingston in recent weeks haven't been particularly good no they're, no. they're, they're dropping points and losing games sticky patch for David Martindale but I've written off Livingston so many times that I'm I'm never I'm never every, going to do it again. Every year I go, oh, this is the year they get relegated. I've been saying yeah. that for the last five years or something. By the way, we do our predictions, don't we, in Super Scoreboard? And I think I had Levy near the bottom of the table this year. Just because they keep losing players, don't they, in the aye, summer? You aye. think, how are they replacing or getting the same attitude? Yeah. Seems to do it all the time. But we sticky patch for them. But that sixth place or in the top six is crucial for Levy. Terms aye, of totally, finances. Totally, 100%. Joel Nubley will be leaving in the summer Who's told you that? I've got my sources Who's your source? Are I you always mean... like to hear sources I've never had a source in my life You don't have a source? Well, when they call them source Pals But you but you work with like Hugh Keevans and Roger Hannon and all that. They must tell you they stuff They make things up <laughs> <laughs> They make things up And people buy the papers 
<laughs> and believe it oh. No I need to say for clarity It's all true Just in case The sun comes after me <laughs> It's all true So Aberdeen it's... beat Livingston By a goal to nil And yes my sources Are pretty good Joel Nubley will not be At Livingston really? For the start of the new season When it comes round Kilmarnock won Motherwell won Kilmarnock were Were in front for such a long Long time And then an absolute Peach of a free kick from Slattery right at the death gets uh, Kittlewell a point at uh, Rugby Park and it's a point that was better for Motherwell than it was for Kilmarnock at the bottom of the table without a doubt because uh, Kilmarnock's home form this season has been brilliant that's where they've gathered most all of the their points, points yeah. all the points so you fancied them when they went one up but the second half Motherwell came in yeah, they created some chances by the way Abika had a kind of Sakala Morelos moment he when did. he had Van Veen exact same and he went for goal and then the last minute now I'm on the show super scoreboard on Saturday Gordon Duncan avid Motherwell fan Gordon DL pretend Motherwell fan <laughs> I mean avid Motherwell fan and they get the free kick and I says oh move on I said not a chance Slattery never heard him take a free kick boom boom goal button gets pressed what a goal that is Stunning isn't Unbelievable. it Unbelievable By the way Did you see the Motherwell Amount of supporters They took Filled the to- full top tier Good travelling support And Alan Burrows' last game Are Motherwell safe? Is, uh, is that point Keep enough distance Between themselves and Kilmarnock? You know what I'm going to say yes They're safe I'm going to say yes Because of what's below them okay. And how they're getting on And would you have given Kettlewell the job Or would you have just given him A part time Until the start end of the season Do you know what I mean by that? I think that's possibly What the stumbling block was because remember he got offered the job after the Hearts game mm-hmm. and he he says he's taking time to consider and that kind of dragged on but do you think Mother should have just waited a wee bit longer um, or do you think uh, they're right to give him the job that's a tough one that's a tough one because on the face of it just now it looks the right decision he's unbeaten in three be, games uh, could be a flash in the pan who knows I don't think Kettlewell would have signed for a couple of months I think he had them over the barrel I've done well the fans want me I've won my games Give me a contract to the end of next season. Beat St Mirren, beat Hearts, and then Drew, Drew with Kilmarnock yeah. at the weekend. And you think they're safe now because of those results? Seven points so. out of nine? I think so. Okay. Uh, Ross County 4, Dundee United 0. Oh. Your old team, Dundee United, mate. Yeah. Uh, Liam Fox has lost his job off the back of that result to Ross County. I watched that game and I have to say that Dundee United were an embarrassment to themselves and the football club. Yeah, yeah. It was I, an absolute abysmal, abject performance. Well, through the first couple of minutes where they lose that comical goal oh. to, well, actually, take it before that to the warm up. Yeah. Birigiti, who we all thought was injured for the season. I don't know how that that, that got, you know, Aye. described to his last week uh-huh. after his embarrassing goal. He's then on the bench and he's doing a full warm up, but being berated by his own fans. So from before a ball's kicked, the atmosphere is toxic around the club at the minute. Now, the AGM midweek doesn't yeah. help, fans outside the ground. Liam Fox had no other option but to win that game and he needed a huge performance for his players and he actually got the opposite comical full of mistakes you could say lack of effort and I'm I'm going with the highlights that I watched I mean, it was 4 going on 7 well they hit the post did, <sighs> did they get a goal disallowed as Dis- well goal hit, disallowed hit as well aye hit the post twice against Ross County who are in a relegation battle aye. alongside you aye <sighs> but do you know what that signing of Eamon Brophy it could well be the signing that saves Ross County from yeah. being in a relegation playoff or being relegated because Eamon Brophy scored twice and he also set up a goal as well. By the way, second goal. Oh, was, what a shot. Oh, my goodness. What a hit that is. But that's the difference. See, when you're down 
at that uh, that level. That level. You need signings in January who are going to affect your league position. Strikers are obviously key. Dundee United let Tony Watt go. They don't replace him with anybody. And Ross County sing Eamon Brophy and Simon Murray, who's not had as big an impact. But you can see what their point was. They needed goals to get them at the mess they're in. And it's working For Malky Mackay Ross County Play Motherwell this weekend Oh big one Where's at, it at? At Ross County At Ross County Huge isn't it It's another test for Kettlewell Aye It is another test for him But uh, that would be a beauty That would be a cracker But you're still saying Motherwell I'm are saying safe. Motherwell are safe So what if Ross County beat Motherwell Oh they're dragged right back in <laughs> <laughs> We can just delete this bit Can we at the podcast <laughs> No We can't It stays oh, uh, So right Dundee United um, Are now looking for a new manager Are you interested Yeah Oh get my seat Well I was until you Obliterated my CV So I mean, to say a Dundee United legend Walks in the door as a new manager Right? Yeah I don't know who that is But it's the same A legend walks through the door And takes a job And he wants Mark Wilson As first team coach Do you take the job? Oh without doubt Without a doubt Without doubt I've been, so you, I've, listen, I've been studying Dundee United's performances <laughs> This season And players So I would be I would be ready To get what he's laughing at You'd be what? Studious. studious Oh did I say studious, studious again yes. You did You did, you did. Uh, I'd, be, I'd be in there uh, Listen I love Dundee United In all seriousness I had some great times there As a kid They allowed me to go to Celtic And then when I came back I had great times Good people at the club And a terrible position You'd like to go back moment. though In a coaching capacity Oh without doubt Without a doubt Did you know Duncan Ferguson at the time? No oh, yeah, By the way you're worse than Gordon Dale Gordon Dale just gets any old Celtic player and says, you must know him, you must have played with him. Duncan Ferguson? Hey, Duncan. You I'm 38, mate. I left school in the year 2000. All right. Like he, the busted song. He, uh-huh. And then Duncan Ferguson was I, 1994. I, I, yeah, I, I know that. How would I know Duncan Ferguson? <laughs> what the fuck? No. Right, okay. Where no. was that gone? Right, no, because... Oh, is he in the running? Well, he was in the running before Liam Fox got it. And the reason I was asking if you know Duncan Ferguson is, was there any truth in the rumour that he was offered a job and knocked it back? Do you want me to phone him? <laughs> Do you actually have his number? No, I just told you I don't know him. I'm only joking. <laughs> Do you have his number? No, but again, but, but the, he's managing that what's uh, it, can the I, Forest Green. But, yeah, I know. That before he got the Forest Green job, uh. Dundee United were looking for a new manager, right? So Dundee United were wanting a manager. Yeah. I heard a story... That they approached Duncan Ferguson and he knocked it back. So what's the point of you being on Clyde Super Scoreboard when you know nothing? You know nobody. <laughs> You're not a good listen, manager. You've already wrecked my football career. He's not trying to wreck my punditry. Right, right. I mean, listen, he I've knows he- nothing. What do you contribute to Clyde Super Scoreboard? Good at adverts. When there's adverts or oh, advertising adverts. to okay, be done, okay. I, I'm your man. So have you heard anything about who is in the running for the Dundee United job? Well, no. <laughs> uh, no, I, I would right. love to say, but who do you think then? It'll be the why, usual. Why, son- you, why are you asking me? Because you've got sources. You already said you've got but sources. But you're the highly paid pundit and former footballer, paid. former <laughs> former manager, right? So. I brought you in here for a wee bit of insight because there was a lot that happened at the weekend. Yeah. It turns out that I know more than you and all I am is a presenter and a football fan. You're the football guy. It could be truth, I'm not, I'm not going to argue You're that. You're the football guy. It could be that. Invite me back next week. <laughs> right. Let me make amends. I'll come back right. with sources. So Liam Fox 
is out of a job. Dundee United need a new manager. Let me take you back to the start of the season when Jack Cross was in charge. Yep. Did they make a mistake in getting rid of him? 100%. I agree with you. See, we agree on something. 100%. He had two unbelievably bad results. Europe was horrendous, followed by Celtic, who had a real purple patch that day at Tannadice. So that's hard to... That's hard to keep your job With the two big scorelines But you only have to remember The week before In Europe When he had one of the greatest nights Tanner Dice has seen in a long time It just got forgotten a bit So I think that's a mistake Right so who's the, the new manager? Who's the new manager? Who's the new manager? Oh if Duncan Ferguson was about That'd be great <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> just because I just told that you that old Billy McKinley What do you make of that? St Johnston won St Mirren won <laughs> You can't just move on Yeah St Johnson St Mirren won Just everything they thought St Mirren Mirren are chasing top six Are they going to get there? Uh, Are St Johnson going to squeeze in the top six? I mean they're not going to be Dragged into a relegation battle So it's more or less It's kind of like stuck in the middle Who's who's going to get the the top six place? St Mirren need it more than St Johnson And that's for financially Yeah Yeah, because uh, Stevie Robertson said At the weekend that Getting them into top six would be his greatest ever achievement as a manager. This guy's taking Motherwell to cup finals and finished third. And he's right. And you know why? I think so. Because see, at the start of the season, everybody said that St Mirren, with their problems and their issues at the club, would be relegated. I don't think that's his greatest. You cannot see your greatest achievement as top six when you've been to the heights of when you, no, cup uh, finals. And I understand the stipulations. Do you know the, the mess that St Mirren were in when he oh, walks through the door? Well, they're still in. I think if you look back at every prediction of every media person, every pundit, I think they've got St Mirren in the bottom two. I'm I'm not sure about that. Five behind Hart. That's unbelievable. That is unbelievable. I'll give him complete credit for the way he's transformed the the club. It's it's a Motherwell reserve team, is it? No, he's he's put together. It's all the kids and everything. I have a few experienced players. Well, what about Andrew McLean's start? St Mirren against Motherwell. St Mirren players had more appearances than the Motherwell team that faced them. Really? What he's done is accumulated a squad full of players that he trusts, right? And yeah. in all seriousness, that he's worked way up Motherwell and he knows can get a job done and can play to a particular style. And he's got them pulling in the one direction. See, sometimes when a club falls into financial difficulties, that sometimes galvanises the full club to pull in the one direction. St Mirren are showing that at the minute. St Johnson are fine. Do they threaten the top six? They are... Four points from that position just now held by Aberdeen. No, St Johnson will finish bottom six for me. Okay, I think they're so inconsistent. Who, who, so who is the top six then? Do you think is as it stands? Top six: Celtic Rangers, Hearts, Hibs, St Mirren, Aberdeen. St Mirren, Aberdeen. There do, you go. Do Aberdeen, Pretty much. Do Aberdeen or Hibs or St Mirren catch Hearts? Hibs, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> what, you, you, what are you laughing at? You're smiling when you said that No Listen Look at the form of Hibs no, They've got the momentum they're, they're the team in form right now By the way We were chatting about Wee Johnson getting the sack I know Just what Four or five weeks ago What was it called The, the game El Sacchio Wee Johnson against Jim Goodwin That's right And now we're talking about Them catching hearts I know I mean how football can change It does doesn't it uh, Let's move into the championship Wraith Rovers now Air United now What do you want to say about that Absolutely nothing Okay uh, Arbroath nil Partick Thistle nil <laughs> you like to swear on here again? Say what you like, mate. Dundee won, Inverness, Cali Thistle won. That was. Did you see the offside goal? I didn't see it. It's one of the worst decisions you will see. And if that is to cost Dundee top spot and promotion to the Premiership, yeah. they've got every right to be upset. There was a, a goal scored to go 2 1 up, and it was never offside in a million years. That is a tough two points drop for Dundee because Queen's Park ran out 4 1 winners. 
away to Hamilton. So they extend their lead at the top of the table, but Dundee do have a game in hand. And Morton, they're on some run. 2-1 winners against Cove Rangers. Paul Hartley had turned it around for Cove. They were 1-0 up in that game, but Morton turned it around. And they've got a good run to the playoffs, possibly. Yeah, Morton will. Morton's been good this season. They've, haven't they? Aye. Remember them at Celtic Park? How they set up the first Aye. 10 minutes, 15 yeah, minutes, yeah. you're thinking, what's Aye. going on here? Yeah. Good players. Good players. So that's uh, the championship. What about League One? Airdrie won, Falkirk 3. Now, Airdrie were one up in that game, but Falkirk turned it around to win by three goals to one. Never been the same at Airdrie, has it? Since a certain manager departed. No, but they're in the playoff positions just now. Ah, but there's still yeah. a long way to go. Uh, so Falkirk, a uh, big win for them against Airdrie. Always a tricky game for them on that plastic pitch, but uh, Falkirk out on top. Uh, Dunfermline, who are top of the table, they won... 2-0 away to Queen of South friend of the show Marvin Bartley in charge of Queen of South now they're fine they're not going to be in any relegation problems and there was an outside chance of them getting into playoffs but that result yeah. doesn't help their ambitions of possibly making a, rate, a late push for the playoffs no it certainly doesn't help but I don't think many people would have been surprised no. when they no. see them filming the form they're in Marvin outside chance nobody's expecting them to get in the playoffs and no. nobody's expecting them to get relegated I think for Marvin this is this. these Good are job. the games it's just to Assess the players yeah. And then get ready for next season I think so I think so Take his time Dunfermline 5 clear of Falkirk They've still got to play each other twice Who's winning the league? Oh Dunfermline Dunfermline over the course Have been the most consistent That's yeah. obviously why they're at the top uh, League 2 What can you tell us about League 2? League 2 Oh I can tell you about my time in League 2 Travelling around all the <laughs> grounds And <laughs> hating every minute <laughs> Do you want, want me to go into that? <laughs> or <laughs> I can uh, I can speak football if you want. Depends what you're wanting, you. This is your show. I'm just a guest. <laughs> uh, Dunbarton, who are the league leaders, uh, lost at home to Elgin City. That was a big highlight from uh, League Two because it just brings back horror memories for Mark Wilson. So it does. We'll Have you ever been that. to Dunbarton? Awesome. Scotland's the train at Dunbarton. They did. Aye, Actually, I've, I've, I've been there for media conferences over the years. Oh, with the big rock. The big rock. Now, aye. picturesque and beautiful, but. If you know the stadium There's one stand And it's right on the Clyde So just the wind It's like the equivalent of Our growth On the west coast And I finished My playing career there What about that? They've got a good um, Subway In Dumbarton <laughs> Every time I went to a Scotland presser That would go to the Subway that's there a, that was, that's, that's the benchmark of the place <laughs> You should Tell that to the chairman and manager To try and attract players Say this to them It's five, it's five minutes from the stadium It's perfect oh, it's Brilliant Brilliant They've got their own shot what, 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 what do you have in a Subway sandwich? What do I, uh, I have the Italian BMT Is BMT? it called BMT? BLT No that's Baitless Tomato it's, oh, it's, it's loads of Italian meat on it BMT uh, I'm sure is Okay What's the spicy sauce? Uh, um, Chipotle 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 What's it called? Chipotle I love the it's Chipotle, Chipotle sauce. It's not Chipotle. The tea become teas before the L. It's Chipotle. Is it? Intern Chris? Uh, yeah, it's absolutely Chipotle. Uh, Chipotle. Uh, but I also toast it and then I get loads of Chipotle sauce put on top I, of it. I, I do like that. Yeah, How have we ended nice. up on Subways? I can't wait for Stephen Mill to get back, by the way. <laughs> uh, well, Am I back next week? No chance. Because uh, <laughs> you've got no sources. I was going to dig into my... And you know nothing. My back catalogue. Oh, by yeah. the way, you could be in next week because Stephen's not here next week, is I'm he? I'm not coming next week after. Right, we're, no, we're booking you now. This is not, you're I'm, in next I'm, week. I'm busy. Right, your homework. Oh, no, I'm, I'm busy next week, honestly. Are you? Aye. I'm at Glen Eagles next Monday. 
Oh, so yeah. Uh, if you want to come up on the Monday, we record it there. Do it, I do it on location. To okay. call it in the business. So uh, you can't be here next week I then. Can't, mate. Okay. Sorry. La gente está muy loca. What the VAR. Always a talking point on the Big Scottish Football Podcast. This is WTF VAR. There's only real, really one to talk about the weekend. Surprised there was none to talk about during the Via Play Cup final. Can I just point out, we always have a dig at referees on this show. Can I just say, I thought Nick Walsh yesterday, man of the match. He was good, actually. He was. I don't often say that, but. I thought Fair he had an outstanding game Cool, calm, collected Well done my friend, brilliant uh, But there is one talking point when it comes to uh, VARWTF And it was in the game at McDermott Park Which finished 1-1 between St Johnson and St Mirren I thought it was a straight red 100% That's a straight red, no doubt about it Initially the referee gives him a yellow VAR say, go and have a look at that. I think it could be worse than a yellow. He then agrees with VAR. He goes back, he cancels the yellow and he pulls out a red card. The boy himself looked quite distraught. He couldn't quite believe that he got the red card for that challenge. And then I was watching sports scene and I heard James McFadden and Neil McCann explain why it wasn't a red card. And I think they convinced me that it isn't now a red card. And they believe that it will be overturned on appeal. What's your thoughts as a former player, Mark Wilson? Well, I agree with the former players on the panel. And that is the problem because I think any former player understands what has happened in that situation. The problem is the referee then goes over and he gets that freeze frame where you see Phillips and it looks horrendous. That's a byproduct of what Phillips was actually trying to do. You know, he, he's try he's got a nick in the ball and his studs has followed through because of position leg. There is no way that he has tried to injure or use excessive force. That's a that's a buzzword uh-huh. or a couple of buzzwords. What McFadden and McCann said on sports scene was that you need to watch that in its entirety and not just the freeze frame of him or the slow motion of him. Connecting yes. with the player's leg. If you watch from the get go, he's got control of the ball and he's turning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, the boy puts his leg in. It's the equivalent, uh, say I've got the ball, you I take a shot at goal. I give up my all. My boot comes up after the ball's left, but yeah. you come in to try and block it. My studs go into your leg. Yes. Nothing I can do. That, aye, that's right. That's, that's, that's and a I get brilliant example. For it. He's actually contributed something decent thank to the you, show. Thank you. Thank you. Mate, that's amazing. Back a week in Monday. <laughs> no, that's Monday. No, that, but you know what I you're mean? Right. You're right. That's exactly what it is. But the problem we have then is referees unable to understand that. I sometimes hear that argument, right? Oh, they've not played the game, so they don't understand it. They need to get a better understanding of it. Everything freeze-framed cannot be a red card offence. It just can't. So are you in the the camp of McFadden and McCann? Once that's appealed, it will be overturned? No. No, I think it should be overturned. You don't think they will? I don't think they will. I mean, even even the two managers agreed they didn't think it was a red card. You never hear that. I know. So you've got the two managers, surely... The panel, they'll sit there and look at that and go, do you know what? They're probably right. I would love that to be the case. But you only have to look back to last week with Vassella and Hibbs one. And you go, well, who, who is this panel? I said, la- I said last Monday, there's no chance they're not going to rescind that. Yeah. They're definitely going so to rescind what, that. So what did they rescind? They rescinded the Nicky Clark one? That was correct. Ibrox. But if you keep... Overturning VAR decisions You create a huge problem Now this independent panel This is a conspiracy 
He's, this is a no, conspiracy. No, 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 no. They can't keep overturning decisions made by referees because then um, what they're doing is saying that the referees aren't very good. So they have to agree with them sometimes. Is that what you're saying? You're actually... Well, listen, along those lines, because who in a football background... So even though they know it's the wrong decision, you think they can't say oh. it's wrong because it's always having a go at well, the referee. Well, I'm not going to... I don't know if I'm going to go that far. You're trying to get a line out of me here. But that's what you that just said. I, no, I didn't. In a roundabout way, you well, said that. I'm, well, I just find it odd mm. that a couple of these decisions... That have been brandish yellow card. I find it odd. Right. Mm. That have been brandish yellow cards, which might be the right decision at the time. I yeah. didn't even think of a sales with a yellow card and Phillips is the I same, agree. right? I agree with you. But the referee then gives so, a red because of ER. Everybody has a chance to see what we see. That three person panel has yes. a chance and they don't overturn it. So why didn't they overturn the DeVissel one? Because it was Beaton yeah. who initially gave the yellow card. Yeah. He then looked at the monitor, he then changed it to a red. Beaten a few weeks earlier Had done the exact same thing And they overturned it And they rescinded the, the At Tanadice Yes That was the one at Tanadice yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah You and I would love to explain What's going on In so, our game So 100% You do not think They'll overturn that one I don't think they'll overturn it Phillips, But they should They should, they should I, But I they won't with you. Um, Should we move on yeah, what do we do here now? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, is Stephen usually that side yeah. of the desk? Aye, I'm never here. Right. You're that side of the desk when you're doing your radio show though, are you? Yeah, do you just I, sit here? I just sit there and just talk nonsense. <laughs> the Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Uh, where's the script for this? All right, here we go. We got it. <laughs> if Scottish football were a crisp... Last week we set you the challenge on our Twitter page to come up with your suggestions for if Scottish football were crisps. For instance, I came up with this one, Stuart Kettle Chips. <laughs> I like that, aye. That's all right, that. aye. That's aye. good. I've aye. got, what about Kenny Brannigan? Kenny Brannigan, remember Brannigan's Chris? Uh, yeah. Who's You're not Kenny? having that? Who's Kenny Brannigan? Oh, shut up. You don't want to mess with Kenny. Who is he? Kenny Brannigan, no. legend of the... The War League's ex-Queen of the South manager no. I'll play six aside with him uh, Here we go uh, Alan Daly says Andy Walkers That's the obvious one eh Ali McCoy's No because he's named McCoyst Can yeah, he just yeah, yeah, can I know, he just... but it's, it's a play on words mate it's a play That's on not word. a good play on words You just choked half McCoy's, Ali McCoy's Three letters he's named Replaced it with a Y From Ross Duncan Inventive Doris the Bacon Fries. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> Getting worse. Crisp Sutton. Aye, aye, right. Union Porn Bear, uh, Palm Bears. I'd <laughs> <laughs> buy a packet of them. <laughs> <laughs> Union Palm Bears. Tasty. Union Palm Bears. Palm, palm. palm Bears. Ah. I like a Palm Bear. Aye, aye. From Jamie Ryan What would it be? Ryan Ryan He plays with Bournemouth He used to play at Celtic Crispy Yeah Ryan Crispy Genius um, From Gaza Meister Dorit Doritos Oh Doritos O's <laughs> Celtic's new signing Doritos Doritos <laughs> <laughs> Well delivered mate yeah. That was That was catchy uh, Scott McTominlay's Lays, ah, that's the old foreign version of Walkers, isn't it? Aye. When you go abroad and you're Scott, half cut Scott, and you need Mc, something. Scott McTominlay's. Uh, from Jason Robb. 
Mini Chedaruda. Chedward. Mini Chedward. What's Chedward? Oh, Chedward. Mini Chedward. Cheddars, as in Mini Cheddars. Yeah. Oh, it's just rubbish. From Andy Scott, Andy Hallelays. Hallelays. By the way, I should have read this by the programme because I can't read this part of the show because I can't read these out. Uh, from George Burns, Salt and Shake Logan. Salt and Shakey Logan. No, oh, shaky no, Logan. no. no uh, cheese and Chivian Sproul. Cheese and Chivian. Ivan Sproul? Cheese and Chive. Cheese and Chive and Sproul. Oh, Chive and Sproul. Chive and Sproul. <laughs> Chivian. <laughs> oh, Chivian. Chivian Sproul. <laughs> Ivan Sproul Okay Chivan That's quite a good one that one Uh huh She's in Chivan Sproul uh, Jonathan I like that one Jonathan Goulden Oh go on uh, uh, Golden Wonder Golden Wonder Golden Wonder Golden Wonder uh, From Scott White Salt and Nerlinger <laughs> That's not bad What? Salt and You know No I'm not having that one Okay uh, From Ronnie Meldrum Chipsticks Young Chick Young chip. Chipsticks Young Chipsticks Young uh, From John Bleasdale Friend of the show uh, Salt and Vinegar of Hesselink <laughs> I think they're just shoehorning names Into packets of credit I know that's the point here yeah. But uh. Salt and Vinegar of Hesselink uh, From Jamie Brennan Keith Lasleys Yeah French Frisian Mida French Frisian French Frisian Maida French fries and Maida Oh yeah <laughs> French fries and Maida Is there none made knick in there There must be a knick knack Ryan Knick knack Oh wait wait Here's one for you Ryan 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 Snack Snack Ryan Snack Ah Ryan Snacker 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 What's, well, what's his moon. name? What's his name? Uh, uh, no, Reagan. No, no. Reagan? What? What are you saying to me? <laughs> Ryan Snacker. What's his second name? Christy. <laughs> well, what Ryan are we talking about here? Ryan Snacker. Ryan. R- Ryan Snacker Ryan. <laughs> Am I not getting this? I, should Ryan, I be getting this? Ryan Snacker. And the second name of Ryan is... Crispy. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, Ryan Snacker Jack. Yes. Yeah. Right. Ah, and, sorry. And finally, from John McCormack, Space Invadian McGeady. Space what? Space Invader McGeady. Space. Space Invading McGeady. What? Space Invading Invaders. Oh, Aiden McGeady. Aiden McGeady. Oh. Space invading, invading, invading. Oh yeah, okay, I get that. Uh, thank you to all of you, and the winner today is who? Oh right, I like to snack a Jack one. Uh, although it took me a while to get it, but I like to chive and sprawl. <laughs> She's in chive and sprawl. <laughs> For your pronunciation, a chivian. <laughs> much to do with that. Uh, well done to uh, George Burns you're our winner today and for next week's podcast thank god Mark Wilson won't be here uh, we want to know your best suggestions for if Scottish football was a holiday examples include 
Turkey Sung Young. Turkey Sung Young. Turkey. Turkey Sung Young. Key Sung Young. Oh. <laughs> yes, that's a good one. That's a good one. Madrividin Yilmaz. Madrividin Yilmaz. Now, I can't read this just for the purposes of the listeners, but is it Madrid? Madrid Van Yilmaz. Madrid Van Yilmaz. <laughs> e- Ecuadoria de Vries. <laughs> You can see that your show's unscripted. You you you're just better after cough, mate. Just just keep it light. Just don't you be reading that. Berlinden Glide Bikes. Berlinden. Berlin. 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 Berlinden Dikes. Um anyway, that's it. So uh, yeah, go to the Twitter page at Big Football Scott and it's over to you to leave your suggestions. Uh, Mark, give me your best one for a holiday. I'm Wait. trying to think uh Something Dubai. Uh, oh, I've got I one may with as Dubai. well just do. I've got one. But the Dubai. rest of like Dubai McGregor. That that because that's that's the theme. <laughs> <laughs> Dubai McGregor just shoving places into names. What's this? That seems to be what everybody else is doing. Okay, should we, should we right, move go. On? You give us one with Dubai. <clears throat> nah, I've had enough. <laughs> We're moving on. <laughs> This has been the Big Scottish Football Podcast. Thank you to my very special guest, Mark Wilson. Mark, do you have anything you want to plug before you move on? Well, I've got a new book coming out, How to Manage in the War Leagues. (laughs) 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 How to achieve 15 wins in the War Leagues. And a tour book of Dumbarton. (laughs) Uh, Huge thank you to all of you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on whichever podcast provider you use so you don't miss a podcast. Keep an eye on all our socials as well if Scottish football was a holiday. Uh, Get your tweets in and we'll be back next week at the usual time with another brand new episode episode of the big scottish football podcast i'll be here again because stephen mill is off i have no idea who the co-host will be it won't be mark wilson because he's going to be in glen eagles yes love you mark thank you